0: Welcome back to another episode of Wellness with Mo. Hi, my name is Mo, and this week's episode, I have an amazing coach. Uh, She's all all the way from Kansas. Um, She's a trauma expert, stress management expert, uh, recovery addiction expert. Uh, uh, With us is Elizabeth Keep, uh, and I hope I pronounced the name correctly. (laughs) I'm sorry if I didn't. Um, uh, Thank you for being with us, Elizabeth.
1: Thank you so much, Mo. It's, it's, I'm so grateful to be here, and it, it's exciting to be able to to uh, um, to be with you all the way in Egypt. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is well here. You know, here in, on, on our podcast, I always try and get amazing people from all around the world uh, to uh, to you know discuss and open up uh, about their journeys and struggles, um, because I think I believe that. Uh, when people listen to to others' struggles and and, and challenges, they would you know uh, have some kind of reflection on themselves that they're you know they're not alone. I mean, uh, everyone has their own problems, everyone has their own challenges, maybe differently, but it's the, it's how we uh, overcome them and become more resilient, and, and that's that's the, the the main idea. So. Starting off, let, let let us just you know uh, get to know you better because I think it's better for you to explain yourself and tell us your your journey.
1: Oh, thank you. <clears throat> so I I am um, really I I have a lot of things. I call myself um, stress okay. management is is a piece of it. Addiction recovery is a piece of it. Uh, ancestral clearing historical trauma. These are all mm-hmm. bits, but my real, um, where I really shine is helping people, uh, find their way through chronic pain. Okay. Uh, chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more physical, mm-hmm. mental, emotional, spiritual, financial. Uh, if you feel it for 15 days out of 30 for three months or more, it's chronic. Mm-hmm. And, um uh, uh, because the the brain can't tell the difference between a broken bone and a broken heart; it's all the same to the brain. Sending a signal, it hurts. Mm. That's really where I, I all the other things that I that I that I, all the labels that I have they're all kind of under the the header of stress management and chronic pain. <clears throat> Historical trauma is, is 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 absolutely a piece of chronic pain. And why is that important? Because chronic pain changes the um, the way the brain processes information, we have this thing called stress response in the body. When we're threatened or under stress, the stress response goes into the on position, and all kinds of biochemistry and behavior happen in order for us to meet the threat or the stressor, and then we meet it and the and the uh, the stress response goes back to normal in the yeah. chronic pain experience the stress response stays in the on position. It doesn't come off and Mm. we're actually not made for chronic stress. So Mm. it's really important that we learn how to, and there's a lot of stressors in the environment these days. It's really important that we learn how to find our way through chronic stress and chronic pain so that we can bring that stress response back into balance. Mm. Right. So that's, that's kind of where I, where I live. And, Why am I qualified to teach that? (laughs) I lived it. I was a chronic pain sufferer for 40 years. Pardon me. And and I was on a lot of medication uh, because the doctors that I was with didn't know how to heal it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Until I finally found a doctor who understood the nature of chronic pain and knew how to a, detox me off the medication and, and B, help mm. me reset my stress response back to normal. And right. so I walked into his program uh, 10 years ago, I walked into his program with 40 years of chronic pain and 31 years of prescription medication under my belt. And 52 days later, I walked out with no pain.
0: Okay. That was how so, powerful well, well, his so, practice was. So, so, so what, what 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 triggers it? What triggers your chronic pain? Definitely there has to be a trigger, correct?
1: Oh well, yeah. It, it actually, in in um, uh, kind of to get technical for just a minute, because it'll help. Elude, just mm. ask. There's a thing called allostatic load, okay. allostatic load, and mm. that's a measure of how much stress one person carries in their system and my allostatic load being point. It's like, yeah, now we're in chronic pain because the stress response can't go back to normal. It's in the on position all the time. Right. So my allostatic load and what was in that, I started out with a lot of um, unresolved emotional trauma as a child. Mm. Um, And like I had wonderful food on the table and, and clothes on my uh, back and and you know, fresh water and and, and a school to go to and
0: hmm.
1: but my home life was um, uh, erratic and um my my mom was bipolar, she had this bipolar disorder okay. and she uh used alcohol to deal with her pain that she had physically in her as well. Mm -hmm. And so very erratic behavior, very unpredictable, violent kind of stuff. And so I had that, which we never, I just thought that was normal. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that wasn't normal. And then Mm -hmm. when I was 14, I had, um, I had an injury where I injured my low back. I broke a bone in my low back and it, in two pieces And the front part of it, slipped forward into my Mm -hmm. pelvis. And I got up from that accident, but I, I, um, I didn't realize, I knew I'd hurt myself, but I didn't realize I'd broken something. I That's how kind of used to, that's how much I was used to just kind of pushing through life at that point. I didn't even know I'd broken a bone. Um, <clears throat> but 14 years later, I had to have surgery on that. Mm. And I did. And that's when they started me on the prescription pain medicine. And so that was, uh, that was quite a journey.
0: Mm. Mm. Didn't... There's, there's-
1: it took There's, us four
0: surgeries Go ahead. yeah yeah it is it is quite, a, quite quite a journey because uh uh i i, I think a lot of uh, people here in, in egypt also have um uh are, are extremely stressed highly stressed i, I think much more than um, a typical us citizen due to a lot of factors uh, around us um the the prices are are going extremely high. People are not able to uh, uh, to buy whatever they want. Well, the jobs are becoming very uh, rare uh, and very uh, very little, um, and uh, uh, people are not able to get. I mean, basically get the basic things. I'm not talking about you know uh, cars and luxury items. I'm talking about like bread and uh and you know milk and eggs and you know the, the normal things that you cannot live without but but it is it is becoming ridiculously expensive uh even for us as uh, if we call, if you call us middle class uh, citizens or upper middle middle class it's it's extremely extremely expensive and 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 this is 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 putting a, a lot of stress on on people in addition to other factors around the region uh, that, are, that are happening, also putting a lot of stress. So uh, people are not, you, you know, uh, in Egypt people keep on burning themselves, and this is, you know, I had L- Lulita, uh, I think you know her, the the nice lady from Lithuania. I told her that people in Egypt keep on pushing themselves uh, to the to the maximum point until they break, and then they go to the hospital. You know that's the point where they are. They they break and they go to the hospital and 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 then they start saying, oh, I, I'm really tired or I have you know diabetes or I have heart conditions and, and and no one tries to prevent anything before it happens.
1: Yeah, they need to they need to balance their allostatic load. They need yeah. to lighten the load.
0: Yeah, You
1: know, it's easy for you and I to say. That's yeah. easy for you and I to just kind of put that out there. They need to lighten the load when yeah. you're in an environment where you're trying to survive. That's yeah. um that's uh that's difficult. So here's here's the thing that we can help with. Mm. Here's the thing that we can help with. The mindfulness practice. Yeah. The what's happening in this moment. Yeah. Is what's happening in you know what's happening here and now without worrying about the past or the future, just here. Mm. That's calming to the nervous system.
0: Yes. And yes. We- yes. 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 So, uh, Egyptians are, are, are always like I, I don't know, but but because <laughs> I'm a, I'm being a little bit biased, but Egyptians are always uh, holding on to the past. A lot of people I know are always holding on to the past. And I, I tell them, you, there, there's nothing you can do. Whatever happened, happened. Whatever choice you made, you made. Whatever journey you put yourself onto, you put yourself onto. Uh, and uh, and I try and tell them, uh, you, you have to think of what you're doing right now. It's very difficult for, for them to do this because they think that uh, you're being unrealistic. <laughs> you're living in a different world. I well, know.
1: I I I would say, and I hear you. I hear what you are saying.
0: Yeah.
1: What I try to do when I have a client like that or a friend, you know, if they ask me for their help, for my help,
0: yeah. Yeah. is
1: they're holding on to the past. They're they're gripping.
0: Yeah.
1: So I ask myself, and I ask them, "What is it that's got you holding? What's the mm. thing?" Mm. What will it take for you to do this to to release that? What will it take? Because you you know, if you could let it go, you would. What's yeah? What is what meaning are you making, or what what is it that's got you holding on? Mm. You know, and in, mm. in yoga they they have this word uh, one of the one of the yana, there's the yamas and niyamas the ten ethical codes of of yoga. Um yeah. and parigraha is one of them, which means non grasping, non clasping. And so, you know, when you're, when I'm in a relationship and I'm doing this, mm. that is usually a codependent relationship.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. When I can do this in the relationship and, mm. and I can be me and not, not, you know, and they can be themselves and, and how they are doesn't affect me so much. Um, mm. in terms of my behavior, right? I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in integrity with me. And Hmm. and uh, then I can kind of let go, right? But if I'm if I'm you know what you know what if they say something and it and it makes me you know move one way or move another, Mm. um, that I'm gripping onto something. You know, I'm I'm gripping onto that might be a little more advanced than you wanted to talk about, but I I I just think it gets to a (laughs) It's
0: it's okay. So so you know you talk about chronic pain. And I, and I, I, I think, I mean, or I imagine that, uh, uh, during the COVID and after the COVID, people and companies would take a more, you know, serious, uh, uh, step towards the well-being of, of their employees. I haven't seen that in Egypt. And, and, and from what I've heard from Lolita and from other people in the States, and, uh, and I, I don't know if you really agree with me or not, uh, it's not happening even in the States. I mean, there was such a panic during you know that year and a half or two years and then uh, everything went back to normal but but uh, nothing i mean nothing happened i mean are we waiting for the next pandemic to to take the uh, the actions or, or or we don't we didn't learn anything well
1: that's a big question
0: um i'm down
1: i think we were I mean, I know what happened to me, but I—I I had a very different kind of pandemic. Okay. Um, I had a lot of clients. I changed my business model so that, in, in that I—I, I, I, instead of having a straight fee, I—I I, I put it on as a donation basis, so that people, you know, anybody, so anybody wanted to do the work could do the work, mm. and I was busier than I'd ever been. <laughs> this is amazing, but people, yeah. people were people were hurting and I, I, I still have clients. I have different kinds of clients now of different mm-hmm. kinds of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've noticed actually um, from a, just from the, from the world that, that I'm living in, um, mm-hmm. Lita and I are both members of something called the wellness universe. Well, I think yeah. that's how we was through Anna and yes. Through yes. Pereira, yes. who runs, yeah. 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 And, and the, the wellness universe is is has um, is just uh, coming into uh, having a corporate presence, which is very exciting. So they're they're moving in wellness into corporate, and it's not just the wellness universe because that this is a trend. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how ubiquitous it is in the corporate world. I don't know whether they're taking. I know it's happening in some places, just not. Hmm. probably but it's how you know i remember um about 10 years ago for the first time i saw meditation rooms in a in a in a in an airport i was like that's great (laughs) that's That's amazing amazing.
0: yeah yeah it is is. yeah yeah and in, in egypt you have um i've only seen one company uh, it's an Egyptian real estate company. It's a big Egyptian real estate company, but it's working with an American, uh, affil- uh American company with, uh, with regards to happiness in the workplace. And I've seen their, uh, facilities. Uh, they have a meditation room and they have, you know, it's called the meditation room. And I don't know, another room called the, the journal room or something like that, but they have it and, and, and they do, uh, Use it, uh, but that's the o- that's the only company, and this that was you know uh, I knew this after, of course, um, the 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 pandemic. Uh, I got I got to look at their facilities, but but till now I don't I haven't seen any company in, in Egypt, and this is why I have a group of uh, uh, of lovely ladies who are coaches in in different areas of wellness, uh, mm-hmm. nutrition, and you know. Uh, Meditation and mindfulness, breathing and uh, hypnosis and hypnotherapy and all that mm-hmm. areas. And uh, we all agree that companies in Egypt, are, multinationals and locals, because we always thought that multi- multinationals would, would have a, you know, a better, a positive outlook uh, towards their employees, do not have that kind of... Uh, no,
1: uh, the ethic is, the, the ethic is um, money. Yes. how much money can we make that's i mean that's my that's that's my experience of like you know what's the bottom line the dollar bottom line it's not the people's health bottom line that's not where they're yeah. they don't understand that there's a correlation between their no, bottom line and the health of their workers which i'm like if we get it why don't they i don't quite understand
0: and and, and and you know that i you know uh elizabeth they're they're spending a lot of egyptian pounds on medical insurance and are convincing the employees that this is a benefit that you take from the, the the company yes it is a benefit in terms of you know you are you have some some kind of security just in case you have anything or however for me if you spend all the, uh, those millions of pounds on uh, medical insurance why don't you spend a few thousand pounds actually very few thousand pounds on some wellness programs that can lessen you know the the stress levels the anxiety uh the chronic diseases because uh, a lot of egyptians uh, have diabetes uh and uh, they have you know blood pressure high blood pressure and they have the, uh, and they have uh, you know uh, heart conditions and you know they have, we have different diseases and it, and it has nothing to do with age it has to do, it has nothing i mean it's not the old people People like me, my my age gap, uh, gap which is you know thirties uh, and forties, are 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 getting sicker and and tired, and they're go- going to the hospital. I mean, for me on a personal level, my last time, <laughs> the last time I worked in the corporate, I went to the to the hospital to the ER because I I, I had I I felt some chest pains, and I'm a guy who did a, an open heart surgery. When he was born, I mean, when I was born, I had some issues in my heart. Oh, so, wow. so, 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 from what I understand from my history, I was afraid that something would happen to me. So, so, you know, that, that is basically what's, what's happening to, to us. It, the, 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 it comes to a point that we are all tired and all facing different. And the problem is people, uh, I mean, are saying that it's, this is normal. You have to be competitive. You have to work hard. You have to, you know, uh, work your, your your butt off every day, and, if not, and and I tell them, trust me, the day you die, no one's gonna ever think about you, or the day you get sick, no one's gonna ever. And this is what happened in COVID. I mean, everyone was uh, was uh, scared in Egypt, and everyone were uh, the the husband and wife were were, were fighting because. They, they couldn't stand each other working in the same house and working offline and they don't understand how uh, the, 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 uh, the online presence is, uh, uh, versus the offline presence. So there was a lot of, you know, uh, confusion and nothing happened after that. I, I thought uh, everything's going to change, but uh, no, nothing, nothing happened. I mean, people, some people were started to get, to get, uh, you know, aware more. About their health, mental health. I I would say that's the only positive things on an individual basis, but on a corporate basis, it hasn't um, uh, it hasn't yet become something uh, uh, tangible.
1: I think there's a basic misunderstanding um, at the corporate leadership level around what it takes to run a team within a corporation Mm. and Mm. what stress is and isn't. Yeah. Because when we're under stress and we feel Mm. threatened, Mm. our nervous system gets dysregulated and we can't think straight. Mm. So how am I supposed to make a good decision if I'm on a team that has a deadline Mm. and I'm so stressed that I can't think straight? Mm. That's that's a that's just making things worse. You see, so we have to have a basic understanding of of um, the advantages and the and the kind of understanding of of keeping keeping ourselves balanced uh, and mm. in, internally the nervous system yeah. and and uh, and teamwork, being able to co-regulate with one another. Right, so self-regulation, internal regulation, and co-regulation with one another. Um, It's not like we have to work harder,
0: Mo. No. We have
1: to work more mindfully.
0: Mindfully, mindfully. We and have to the, work the, more mindfully. And, and this is why, as as a trainer from my, from my side, I, I always try and encourage uh, clients or companies to implement emotional intelligence on, a, on on the tool to company. I mean, because People don't understand each other. People don't understand themselves in terms of feelings, and and they they don't know how to acknowledge their feelings, and they don't understand how to be empathetic to other people. And uh, the problem with empathy, you know, empathy and sympathy, like we say it, is that in in Arabic, empathy and sympathy means the same thing, like in English. Our people think they mean the same thing. Uh, and, uh, and I tell them, no, it's, it's not, sympathy is not empathy. And, uh, that is totally different. Uh, and, and you need, and people need to be more empathetic towards each other. And especially the leaders of co- companies, the top management have to be more, uh, empathetic. They have to encourage vulnerability. Here in Egypt, vulnerability is looked at as a weakness. You know, if I'm vulnerable. Yeah, if I'm vulnerable, if I if I did a mistake, and I, I I've I, I've dealt with this. I mean, we all do mistakes. I mean, we're we're not we're not angels. Uh, we all do mistakes. So so we're and that's what makes us humans. But when I do a mistake, I, I would like uh, my manager to support me, not to shout at me or or uh, or to bully me or to tell mm-hmm. me that I don't understand or or to make me feel bad, even. Even more than I, I I feel I mean definitely when I do a mistake I I do re- regret doing the mistake but it's done so how can we learn from it so this is this is the issue uh,
1: exactly so exactly mm. yeah so if I make a mistake and I get yelled at uh, or disciplined some way what is that going to me it's just going to dysregulate me more disconnected mm. from my executive thinking, I won't be able to actually work the solution. So it's mm-hmm. working the opposite <laughs> yeah. yelling at somebody when they make a mistake doesn't help them find a solution, which is what mm-hmm. everybody wants to get to. So we really, mm-hmm. uh, we have to have a lot more empathy and compassion, but here's the thing it mm-hmm. starts here mm-hmm. with me and you with the, with the individual. If we can't, if we can't, um, if we're not, Uh, able to feel ourselves if we're so shut down that we're not feeling our own feelings and Mm. we don't have compassion for ourselves because of our own internal uh, the war that we're you know the the discontent we have inside Mm. you know that affects everyone that we touch
0: yeah so how
1: can you be a corporate leader if, if you're disconnected from your own Empathy and you're shut down inside. It, it's it, it's it's difficult. We, they have to be able to do the work too. The emotional intelligence. Everybody should be doing that work. Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah, they, they it, shouldn't it, be
1: calling it, anybody off. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it it should always start from the from the leaders. Uh, you know, you know, uh, you definitely uh, uh, watch some uh, Simon Sinek uh, uh, videos and inspirational talks, and you know, Simon is one of the one of my uh, all-time uh, idols and mentors because when he talks I mean he makes it very simple it's a very simple uh, equation it starts mm-hmm. from 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 the top if you practice vulnerability if you practice open space uh, to 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 give your employees an open and safe uh, s- uh, safe space to talk about their problems mm-hmm. everything will will Im- improve productivity growth revenue uh, sales but uh, but the leaders uh, uh, here and in the states and all of the world see see it uh, on a different scale. I mean, they don't understand. I I don't know if they understand it, and they're just you know uh, ignoring the the facts, or uh, or they need to be uh, you know aware or educated about what to do. I mean, uh, uh, this is this is something. I, I am not, uh, I am not, you know, a leader in, in a company, but I, from an outside perspective, I, I see this is a very normal and very, you know, easy thing to implement, and you know, it it doesn't cost a lot. I I I, I said this before on LinkedIn, and I, I say it in a, in all the sessions and everywhere I talk. There, there are things that can be done really simple that are uh, have less. Uh, the the cost less money and have a greater impact on the employee and, and on his motivation uh, you know things like um um uh, let the employee have a, a like a 30 minutes uh, digital detox he shouldn't i mean for for him not to be on on the uh, on his phone for mm-hmm. like uh, half an hour instead of uh, of the half an hour he is on his phone and eating he could be uh, half an hour Eating, uh, socializing with people or, or just, you know, walking around, uh, uh, the, the office, uh, doing, doing anything that has nothing to do with the, with lo- looking at emails, WhatsApp messages, Facebook uh, notifications, LinkedIn notifications, whatever notifications they have for 30 minutes. I mean, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not that much. and it doesn't, it's not going to cost the company uh, a dime. I mean, you know, yeah, things like that you know uh, certain things like that so um uh, i i wanted to ask you um uh, the trauma part that you you, you do uh, because in in egypt we don't um we don't believe in trauma things i mean you know not not believe but uh, uh in egypt it's it's a very eastern culture so uh uh, anything that happened before, they, they tell us just forget about it and you know overcome it and and, and push on and don't don't worry about it, you know c- cer- certain things like oh. that. Um,
1: That's the way but, I was raised. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, for me, for me, on a personal level, I had uh, 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 my my biggest trauma was because my father was a diplomat. Uh, he worked in the foreign ministry here in Egypt. So we had to travel to different uh, areas of the world. And so that meant that I had to make friends every time uh, or start to make friends and start to, you know, uh, integrate into the society. And I was bullied when I was outside Egypt and I was bullied when I was in Egypt. I mean, every time when I go out, I get bullied. When I come back, I get Mm -hmm. bullied. When I'm out, I get bullied because I'm a a, a Egyptian, a Muslim and an Arab. That's what they say. And when I'm in in Egypt, they bully me because they think I'm a foreigner who doesn't know how to speak Arabic and and, and who who believes in Western uh, you know uh, values or or has taken Western values and Western views. So so it was a very it was very uh, you know a mixed of feeling I had. You know, I, I was very confused. Um, uh, and it took some time for me to you know to overcome it. But today I would I would tell you that because of this. I can talk to you and I can talk to millions of other peoples as if I'm talking to an an Egyptian with no, you know, uh, with no judgment or stereotyping Mm -hmm. or being biased or whatever. I'm very open. And that's the only good thing that came out of this process uh, to be open to all cultures and understand all cultures.
1: wow I'm, I'm still taking that in <clears throat> you know that's a that's a form of chronic pain that you suffered
0: yeah yeah that's a form of
1: yeah. chronic pain
0: yeah, yeah That's
1: constant it is. bullying that's chronic stress yeah it, 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 it takes it uh it takes work to uh, a lot of healing work to to clear that
0: right? right
1: and for me my the way i was raised was um It doesn't matter what happened to you. Just deal with it and move on. And dealing with it meant we don't want to see your tears and we don't want to hear your joy. We don't want to actually hear you. Just be quiet. Just take it and be quiet. So because that was the way I was raised, um, Mm. I learned to hold it all inside and that adds to your allostatic load. So you end up with this a lot of internal pressure, uh, which I call, <clears throat> I didn't suffer from depression, but depression I call deep pressure,
0: right? Yeah,
1: deep yeah. pressure, lots of unsolved yeah. uh, oh. stuff inside. Uh, it takes work to to clear that.
0: Yeah, um, it does.
1: So Trauma is not, it's not like little t and big t trauma it's like trauma uh dr gabor mate has a beautiful description of that trauma is not uh what happens to you it's what happens inside of you because of what happens to you Mm -hmm. we get disconnected from others from ourselves from god whatever you call that power Mm -hmm. um and we become very isolated because we're so we're protecting right we're in constant Mm -hmm. protection mode where you can't you can you can connect kind of in a codependent way when Mm. when you're protecting but you can't really protect like this and open and connect at the same time the nervous system's not really made that way so it's kind of like you can't you can't digest your food and run a triathlon that's made for that right so it's the same thing so we we um So it's important that we understand kind of what trauma is, what it does to us, so that we can then do the work we need to do to heal that. And we begin by healing. We we're traumatized in relationship, Mm. so we need a safe relationship in order to heal, and that's so we need safety. And you you spoke to that, Uh, just like Simon Sinek said, we need uh, employees need a safe space in order to thrive, in order for yeah. the company.
0: Yeah, that's so- Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, um, the, the idea of, of crying or anything in Egypt for a guy to cry publicly is, mm-hmm. is, is looked at as, as shameful. I, I remember my father used to mm-hmm. shout at me and tell me, don't cry. You're, you're a man, you shouldn't cry. And, mm-hmm. but I'm a very sensitive human being. I mean, I'm not like my brother. My brother can, you know, he won't cry, but he would take all, uh, he would uh, pack all his feelings inside, but he would mm-hmm. not show any feelings outside. I, I cannot do that. It's, it's very di- difficult. Even when I you know, uh, have, uh, a, a, a disagreements with my wife or something, yet I, I become very emotional. I, I mean, I is something I cannot control. Uh, and and I find that uh, being emotional is is a good thing. I mean, it it is, it is a good thing. It mm-hmm. it, it cre- clears and cleans the system. If I don't do that, then then it's it's going to yeah. you know explode somehow somewhere. I don't know. Maybe yeah,
1: uh, Emotion is just energy, energy yeah. in motion. It's just energy yeah. in motion, and the body knows right what to do with that. But like um. When we're brought up in an environment where, you know, if we if we show our emotion, then we, there are repercussions and consequ- negative consequences to that. Then mm. we don't even know. We forget how to do that. Like I had to yeah. learn how to do that again. <laughs> it's yeah. like I don't even know, yeah. what is, yeah. you know I don't. Have, it's not safe. I had to. I had to be in safe spaces in order to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, my my younger my younger son. He's he's seven. He's very emotional, also. I mean, uh, he cries from anything and sometimes he has a, a, very big tantrum and starts to cry constantly. And, uh, and the only way to, to make him, uh, uh, stop crying is, is for him to, to hug me. So I, I let him hug me and you no, know, yeah. I tell him, okay, it's okay. It's okay. Take, uh, get it out of your system and, uh, and, and crying. No problem. I'm here and and it does it does work uh, tremendously because he, after a while he starts crying and, and and he's okay, and everything's fine so uh well,
1: the thing about it, kids the thing about kids is the little ones is that they don't they don't know how to do emotional regulation they don't have that capacity, yeah. so the adults are the ones that teach them how to do that, and you're yeah. being a perfect model by just you know holding accepting. Yeah helping them, helping them learn how you're co-regulating with them, helping them learn how to self-regulate mm-hmm. as they get over. And this yeah. is our job as parents and, and as, uh, you know, aunts and uncles and whatever as as, uh, to caretakers of the children is to help yeah. them because we're their regulators. They can't yes. do it. For themselves. Yeah.
0: Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, of course. So, uh, I wanted to ask you uh, what's one one sentence or 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 or, or one uh, one word that would describe yourself. Oh. Um
1: well I my 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 mission is to be present. Okay. That's my mission is to be present. Okay. Yeah. To be present. I'm not, right. I'm uh, I, my my mission is like um uh, to live a conscious life. That's my that's
0: mission. My, that, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's amazing. So, uh, our my final, I you know my final question. I I know. Thank you for for being with us. So, what what's your dream? Well, what do you want to do? What's your dream? What, what what's your? Well, what, well
1: my what? dream is for peace for mankind. <laughs> that's my oh, dream. Yeah. It's always yeah. been my dream. That's yeah, always been is. my dream. It yeah.
0: is. It is. It is. It is everyone's uh, dream. Each human being in the world. That's. Uh, that feels and sees uh, the cruelty of war, uh, whether it's in the Middle East or in Europe or in Africa, internally uh, or the internal internally. war. Yeah, and the internal war. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you, thank you, Elizabeth, for for being with us on on the podcast. I mean, I really enjoyed our our talk, uh, and, and I hope I I, I hope I I, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't too, uh, uh, too, too, too complicated in my questions and too difficult in my questions, but I, I, oh, I, I, enjoy, I
1: enjoyed our conversation. I, I'm,
0: very, I'm very grateful and very humbled for you to, for, for having you with us here today. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, I really learned a lot, of, a lot of things today. Thank you. Thank you for your time.
1: Well, thank you, Mo. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And thank yeah. you so much for your kind invitation.
0: Thank you, thank you, no. thank you, thank you everyone uh, for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. I hope next week uh, uh, we we'll, I hope we'll have a different uh, uh, guest. Uh, most probably, we're going to have a young uh, uh, Egyptian entrepreneur uh, who who's managed to solve the job job uh, job market issues in Egypt. So stay tuned. God bless you and be safe. Thank you.